Welcome to our Inspiring Thoughts podcast today. Uh, we're really lucky to have Nicole Valens with us, who's the owner of Mind Matters Hypnotherapy. So, Nicole, it's great to have you on board today. It's great to be here and thank you for inviting me, Steve. Oh, you're very welcome. I know, I think we booked in a couple of months ago, wasn't it, before the summer holidays? So um, it's uh, we're now in autumn, but it feels like summer out there at the moment. But it's great to have you on board and uh, look forward to having a good natter about hypnotherapy today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to telling all about it. Yeah, great. So um, what we're doing is so today, um, Nicole's had questions from me in advance. So we always like to set up our kind of guests uh, as best as we can, that we get their rich answers. So Nicole's had seven questions. But before we dive into that, Nicole, would you just share with our audience uh, kind of your career path or what you've kind of brought to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my background is in social work. I've been a social worker for about 15 years um, and I spent a good 10 years of that in mental health. So I worked in a psychiatric hospital for, for a long period of time, working with people with um, complex and enduring mental health problems and specialising in personality disorder. So I learned a lot about um, mental health and psychology there uh, and developed a real a real interest and a passion for it. Um, and then I decided I wanted to go more into the one-to-one -one therapy. So I trained uh, as a psychotherapeutic counsellor. Um, and the first year of that training course uh, was in hypnotherapy, which I knew nothing about when I started at all. And thought, well, you know, that'll be a useful tool. Yeah. Um, did that first year and, and absolutely loved how powerful hypnotherapy is, how useful it is, um, and that that great way of working with people and um, so after I qualified as a counsellor um, I set up private practice as a hypnotherapist um, and I've been doing that for for 10 years now uh, working with people treating uh, specialising in stress and anxiety but treating all sorts of of different things um, and then I um, kind of had a, a think about hypnotherapy and, and, and really I want to promote how beneficial it is to people um, and I know that not everyone has access to to private therapy and yeah. not everyone has the time uh, or the inclination to have therapy yeah. so I developed audio downloads self-hypnosis downloads which can work really effectively so people can uh, access these listen to them whenever they yeah. want to in their own time um, and uh, it's much much more it's a much more cost-effective way of, of doing it and um, works around people's yeah. work and family commitments and now I'm taking that into the workplace so working with organizations to offer this as a as a wellness benefit so that yeah. employees can can access these downloads um, for, for various things stress anxiety weight yeah. loss stop smoking that kind of stuff so that's where I am um, yeah. at the moment and I can tell we're kind of even just talking uh, there Nicole about how passionate you are and I can see in your face and like your eyes lighting up as well going actually that's, that's something I really really believe in uh, and can make a big difference uh, to people and, and what made you originally get into that so before um, when you worked with the psychiatric patients and the um, let me get my terminology right so um, different personalities what made you get into that industry or that world? Um, so I've always worked in um, organisations that, that work with people. I worked in, in for the local council in homelessness when I uh, first left university yeah. and um, 
then I, I did a social work degree because I wanted to work more with people and, and help yeah. people more. And even when I was doing my social work training, it was the mental health modules yes. that really um, attracted me the most. I was yeah. I knew I wanted to go into mental health social work even then. And I was very lucky um, to get a job a couple of years out of um, finishing my master's with this with this psychiatric yeah. hospital. Um, and as I said, I, I was there for 10 years, really learning so yeah. much, so much. Yeah. But isn't it amazing to find a job um, that you love or you've, you've within your career? So um, I've definitely, so I was in the banking industry for 26 years, but I'd probably say the la- within the last year, I've found the job I love the most, I'm the most passionate about. I get out of bed on a Monday with kind of real vigour and that. So it, it's really lovely. And to kind of with your career to go through that path to being something that you love or want to be part of, that's, that's, that's amazing, isn't it? It's it's brilliant. I mean, it does. Sometimes it doesn't feel like work at all. Yes. Um, I mean, we're at work for I'm not good at numbers, but let's say 60% of our life, it's, yeah. it might even be more than that. If we're not doing something we enjoy, then, you know, that that can make us really miserable. So to find something yeah. you're, you enjoy, you're passionate about, that you feel is making a difference to to, yeah. to you or to other people is, I think, is massive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's huge, isn't it? So, um, and some people, when we sh- we um, do the podcast, will be on Podbean or Amazon and Spotify. They can't just see your big smile <laughs> then that come across if I can see your passion coming through. So, um, let, let's have a dive in because I'm fascinated. So, so when I connected with you on LinkedIn and asked you to come on uh, today, what is hypnotherapy? Because all we ever get to see is like the you know Paul McKenna and Darren Brown and all that kind of stuff. So, what what is hypnotherapy? Okay, and that's a brilliant question. I get that asked. I get asked that a lot, as I'm sure you, you yeah. can imagine. I'm going to start by telling you what it's not. If that's oh, good. okay, okay, that's a bit different. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> bit of myth busting. So you mentioned, yeah. you know, TV and and porn kind of. So it's yeah. it's really not a, a magical power. Yeah. Um, it's it's not anything like you see on the stage or in the movies. Yeah. Um, you're not under the power of a hypnotherapist. You can't be hypnotized against your will, yeah. and um no one can make you do anything that you don't want to do so there's no clucking like a chicken or, or yeah. any of that stuff and there's certainly no robbing banks oh um, damn you ruined it already <laughs> nicole well i mean if you wanted to that's that's absolutely fine but you can't do it for me yeah. um so what what hypnotherapy is is a type of psychotherapy a type of, of therapy that uses your mind's natural ability to go into trance to help you to make positive changes um, and a trance state is a really natural state of being and all of us drift in and out of trance uh, sometimes several times a day but definitely a few times a week um, so it's a bit like that that feeling you get when you're really engrossed in a good film or a good book or, or a video game yeah. um, when you're just you're so focused you're really not aware of what's going on around you and you're kind of living the the book or film or game um, or it's a bit like the feeling you get if you've maybe been in a bit of a boring meeting and you go off on a daydream. Oh, yeah, 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 that, yeah. that lovely daydreamy state. That's that's yeah. a trance. That's a, a hypnotic trance. So when we um, when we're working with somebody using hypnotherapy, we help them, we guide them into that that trance state, that lovely yeah. relaxed state, um, by talking you through. Uh, guided muscle relaxation and then using visualization and imagery to help you get really really relaxed and then 
when you're in that lovely relaxed state what happens is your conscious mind your kind of critical mind is is quietened down and they've actually done brain scans to show this happening so the conscious mind is quietened down and the subconscious is much more active and it's and your subconscious um, is then receptive to positive suggestions ideas um, thought patterns so uh, so what I when I meet with somebody and find out what what their goals are and what they want to change once they're lovely and relaxed and I can make positive suggestions and talk to their subconscious which always sounds a little bit woo-woo but that's what we do um to make changes in the brain which will then come out in your in your conscious life yeah and i can tell already but with your um tone of voice is very calming thank you very relaxing have you had to work hard at that or has that always been natural for you um a, a combination I think I've always had I've always been softly spoken and people yeah. have always when I was younger always telling me to to speak up oh, but really? I finally found <laughs> I finally found the right profession where yes. I can speak softly and um, but yeah, yeah you, you kind of you learn and you develop that yeah. um that soothing tone yeah I can definitely tell even I know my own voice that um I think if I'd be saying some things like that I think I'd be waking people up rather than putting them in this uh, subconscious <laughs> from that point of view so um what what is the the main benefit so before we go into particular benefits of individuals what's the main benefits of hypnotherapy why would people be put into a trance or go into a trance themselves what, what would be the benefits so as I said because when you're in that lovely trance state it's your subconscious that we can work with so that so hypnotherapy is is really good for working with any issues or or problems that arise from the subconscious so we're talking about emotions moods habits um negative thoughts um where your where your self where your self-belief and self-confidence is kind of um situated um so, for example, for it's, it's great for anxiety, um, and mm. we know that anxiety is is our flight or fight response, yes, which is uh, driven by your subconscious. Mm. So it's very difficult to rationalise your way out of anxiety. So, as so many yeah. of my clients say to me, oh, you know, I, I know I shouldn't be anxious about this, yeah, but I am, um, and I keep telling myself I shouldn't be anxious, but yeah. it's still happening because that's your your, it's, it's run from your subconscious yeah. so we can use hypnotherapy to actually address the subconscious and to um, reduce the fight or flight response to to yeah. calm the what we call the parasympathetic nervous system which is what drives the fight or flight response um, to not react to cues and triggers yeah. that we might otherwise react to um, or we can we can change um, habits. So habits also driven by the subconscious, right. which is is really helpful because we've evolved this as a way to save us time and and thinking energy by doing yeah. things automatically. So this is great when you're driving. You don't have to think about what pedals to push or yes. whether you check in your mirrors. Brilliant. Not so helpful when you know you're automatically snacking in front of the TV or smoking or biting your nails so um by working with the subconscious we can change your um change your habitual patterns 
yeah. we can say so your a, a habit is triggered by a cue so if your cue is as soon as eastenders comes on you open yeah. a packet of crisps we can tell your subconscious that, that we want to scrap that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. delete yeah. that one put something better in its place yeah um or if we're thinking about self-confidence for example so yeah. i could sit with you now steve and say you are a fantastic person you're right you're intelligent you're personable and you might now even you're making agree me go really me. red because it's so true it's so nice of you of i've wanted true. someone in for years to tell me that so. but quite often when we yeah. hear those kinds of things although we want to believe it there's a there's a voice inside yes. us going yeah, yeah no that's rubbish no i'm boring yeah. no nobody likes me no you did that all wrong yeah so we can actually through hypnotherapy we can switch off that critical right. thinking voice yeah and and tell the subconscious what a fantastic person you are and your subconscious will believe it and then that will help you when you're out and about in your everyday life to feel more more self-confident more in control of things and just generally better yeah and the the um just trying not to to divert too much but just something's going through my mind then how do people get into this state of anxiety or beforehand to get these kind of cues or triggers as you said like EastEnders comes on and I'll eat a pack of crisps or how how does that manifest itself? Um, So I'll have to unpick that a bit because there's quite a lot of (laughs) it's quite a meaty sorry (laughs) that was was in my brain (laughs) so um, I'll start with the the EastEnders habit so habits um it doesn't take very long to develop a habit because we're, we're kind of hardwired to do it because it, it does make life so much easier. If, if every morning you get up and um, clean your teeth and put deodorant on and go down and have breakfast and do that a couple of times, your brain kind of goes, OK, we'll do that. And yeah. then you don't have to think about it. I'm going to take over yeah, those yeah, actions yeah, for you. So so you sit down in front of EastEnders and think oh I fancy a packet of crisps and you do that a couple of times and then your brain goes right that music that I've just heard that that theme tune that's that's the cue for you to open the packet of crisps and your subconscious takes over so you don't you don't even think about it you don't think theme tune to EastEnders pick up the crisps your brain your subconscious does it for you um and because it's subconscious then it's really hard to break because you're you're kind of fighting against yourself you can say i am not going to eat any crisps and then the music comes on and your brain goes reach for the crisps (laughs) and they're in your hand yeah yeah so so that's that's habits yeah anxiety um is 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 different of course uh so Anxiety is a really important function that's developed to protect us. We've evolved the fight or flight defense because the world, certainly back in Stone Age times when we evolved, this was a really dangerous place and and it it still can be. So it's it's a vitally important aspect. So what happens is you you have an experience that is scary or uh, frightening and sometimes your brain connects something that was going on at the time with something scary and holds on to it right so if we think about the the stone age man they get attacked by a bear very scary so from then on the subconscious thinks any bears are scary run away from them yes yeah but not but not only bears anything clawy or teethy Ah, or furry so you might see um you might see a branch that looks a bit like a a tooth or a, or a claw and immediately that will trigger that fight or flight 
and you'll run away. And it might be that you run away a bit and then you look back and go, okay, no bear. But it's much better to be yes, yeah. away from the danger and think about it afterwards. So your brain cuts off any kind of thinking. It doesn't want you to sit there going, I don't know if that's a bear. It might be a bear. It might be a tree. I'm yeah, not yeah. sure. Run away. We'll deal with it later. And the more times you get your anxiety gets triggered by yeah. a claw, the more scared you are of anything that resembles a claw or sounds like right. a claw. So it builds upon it. It builds yeah. and builds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, it's quite difficult to kind of unwind that. It takes a little bit yes. more work. Um, yeah. But it's it's possible. And we don't want to get rid of anxiety altogether because yeah. we need it to protect us. But what we what people develop is anxiety is, is anxiety of things that are inappropriate or yeah. just a general heightened Yes. hypervigilance anxious of everything and we want to kind of reduce that down help yeah, you feel yeah, calmer yeah. more in control and unable to kind of assess what is dangerous and what is not yes it's a bit like the smoke alarm in your kitchen that goes off every time you put the toaster on yeah you want you want it to go off when there's a fire but you don't want it to be so yeah, yeah, that you, yeah. you can't you know make make sausages so yes yeah yeah so that's kind of what, well, what I tell you what, you, you, you get the gold star for me bombarding you with the questions then and going, hang on a minute, <laughs> we just unpick this because that's made perfect sense to me. I was like, yeah, actually, that's that's really good because you can see it being built upon, but then other triggers that pull pull you in. So, exactly, give an example. Exactly. I have a phobia of snakes, and it goes back from a childhood. My mum moved the sheets, and I thought it was a snake in the bed. Right. So, so from that point of view, so even we were on holiday um, a couple of years back and I saw a stick and I was like, it's a snake. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those ones that I was just reliving when you were talking. I was like, yeah, I connect anything that looks a bit. Or could be is that, it just high. It, it triggers it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. So so if you came to me, Steve, and said that yeah. I've got this horrible favor of snakes, I want you to help me. Yeah. Um, what what we would do with that is we'd get you into that lovely relaxed state and yeah. really calm and relaxed and then I'd get you to visualize that memory that first memory of a snake yeah. um, and it would reprocess that memory for you so that instead of it being in your subconscious yes yeah where, yeah. It, where it's triggering the fight or flight we're going to put it into your normal part of your memory where you can retrieve it if you want to yeah, yeah. but it won't actually trigger the fight or yeah. flight Oh, you, you might have sold me there, Nicole, because it's, it's just it's just something when I was like, yeah, because it was I, many years ago we went to, I think it was a uh, it was it was something to do with either the Queen's Jubilee or there was there was something there was a Queen's party, and someone come along and said, oh, I've brought a couple of snakes with me, and people kept saying to me, go in there, conquer your fear, your phobia, and I went. What, what, what are you living on what, where are you and I, the thing is I could feel my you know sweat pouring off me my and that for me was not to conquer a phobia to go and put yourself in a room of that kind of thing so yeah I think it's um you might have sold me Nicole to try and help me out finally <laughs> with a deep-rooted phobia yeah, so I love um, working with phobias it's it's really satisfying it's it's yeah. very effective and you, and you do it in such a nice way you're like pulling me in I was like oh okay Nicole I've got it um <laughs> so the bit what how does hypnotherapy then really support well-being so if we took people's well-being and how does it really bring it together for people so um hypnotherapy can support your your mental your physical and your emotional well-being yeah. um so 
we, we started and I was talking about um, working with emotions. So anxiety, yeah. depression, um, stress, those kinds of things. So hypnotherapy is really effective for helping to improve yeah. mood disorders. So if you think about your emotional well-being, that's yeah. really, really good there. Um, we can also use hypnotherapy to manage um, pain. So it's right. great for helping to reduce oh, symptoms wow. of pain. Yeah, because pain is um, you don't although you feel pain in different parts of your body, the pain is actually a signal in your brain. So your your, for example, if you cut your arm, your arm sends a signal to your brain to say we damage is here, and then yeah. you feel that as pain. Again, really useful. But if you uh, have pain like chronic pain syndromes or yeah. backache or arthritis, yeah. uh, fibromyalgia, that kind of thing, the, there's nothing that we can do. There's no there's no cure. There's no um, damage that yeah. we can repair. But we keep getting the pain signal. Yeah. So we can work using hypnotherapy to tell the brain to just stop, stop sending us the pain signal. Really? Uh, really really effective yeah. yeah yeah really effective so that's um a really great way of, of using hypnotherapy to to improve well-being because when you're in pain yes it, it affects everything doesn't it? it affects your whole life yeah yeah um hypnotherapy is great for promoting sleep so sleep yeah. is a really important aspect of well-being so um hypnotherapy itself is incredibly relaxing so you you spend an hour yeah. just relaxing which is which is great my clients always tell me how how great they feel after a yeah. session they feel very relaxed and refreshed which in itself is is good for well-being but that also that promotes good sleep but we can also use positive suggestions to help people overcome insomnia oh, improve wow. their night's sleep and get get better sleep because that's the the bit so um that i see when i speak to people sometimes they go oh, i've not slept well now i'm a good sleeper so as soon as my head hits the pillow then i'm out for you're lucky the, i'm very lucky you know people say to me and, and i go well i probably have got a guilty conscience so it's just <laughs> one of those ones but i've always been very very lucky but the amount of people that i've not people say about oh you know i've looked at sleeping and stuff, but i don't hear many people saying i've spoken to anyone about hypnotherapy about sleeping so i think that's a really good point that may be a hidden gem isn't it absolutely yeah yeah it can be really helpful yeah. and of course the other the other side of, of or another aspect of well-being is is our physical well-being so hypnotherapy lots of people know hypnotherapy can help you to stop smoking uh, can help with um eating a healthier diet being more motivated to exercise um that side of things as yeah. well yeah really good really good and what would you what would your clients what are the main benefits you see um and i probably cross over to like the question five as well what's the difference that you've seen in your clients and not to break confidentiality because that's key but what difference have you seen people go out or difference you've seen in them over a period of time so most of my clients come to me for um anxiety or self-confidence that's that's the biggest um issues that i must i must to treat and what i see time and time and time again is people come to me really really anxious not able to live their lives fully yeah. uh, feeling constrained um and after a few weeks of treatment they feel relaxed they feel confident yeah. they're able to go out and do things they're having better relationships uh, with their friends and family oh, they're wow. getting on they're getting on better at work yeah. um or taking more risks with you know 
their own businesses, all yeah. of that kind of stuff. So all the things that anxiety holds us back from or lack of self-confidence yeah. holds us back from people are, are feeling able to do. And a lot of people talk to me about uh, feel, sort of feeling lighter, feeling freer, right. yeah. more relaxed or feel, feeling more in control. I think yeah. when we, when you're, for a lot of people, anxiety is, is, is feeling out of control. The world is it. Yeah especially over the last few years the world has become very unpredictable it's felt yes. very unsafe we don't just yeah. don't know what's happening what's around the corner yeah. and it, we feel powerless and out of control and, yeah. and sort of at the mercy of things so giving people those tools to feel more in control yeah. to be able to control their emotions to feel yeah. that we don't know what's going to happen but we can deal with it when it does that yes. i think is the yeah. biggest benefit yeah and I, and I really like the bit of we don't know when it's going to happen but how we deal with it exactly. rather than it's utopia there's never going to be any problems because that's not, really you, that's not real life is it and that, that's what we exactly. come across in our line of work that people say oh our company's brilliant there's never any issues or there's no and you go that's not the real world no. you know you have conflict daily and di disagreements or changes of kind of that but, but it's then how you cope and deal with that and how face into it which yeah. is amazing isn't it yeah 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 and on a more prosaic uh, example so I have people come to me say I, I, I've I've taken my driving lesson 10 times a uh, driving test 10 times and yeah. I keep failing because I'm so nervous and then coming back after a couple of weeks of treatment having passed their driving oh, wow. test which is amazing yeah, it is, yeah. Is it? yeah. but it's, especially if they've um, got to that bit of they're telling their conscious mind i'm not very good at this exactly then as soon as they get into the car the cars that as it, which I, I think is a brilliant analogy if you've gone now with the christian east enders but the trigger is then getting into the car or whatever for them that cue to go i'm not very good you're going to fail yeah exactly exactly and yeah, the more you really. think about failing the more nervous you get the more yes. nervous you get you can't think straight and then you yeah yeah and, and it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy isn't it, it absolutely is yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, really and how many um, sessions would people um, have with yourself, Nicole, before they start to see a difference? Or what would you usually recommend for people with like session numbers, et cetera? So it does depend on on what we're treating. So, for example, yeah. a phobia would be two, two sessions. Um, stop smoking is usually one session. Anxiety, um, stress, self-confidence is a bit more complex takes a bit more time right. and obviously everyone is different and everyone responds differently to therapy yeah, yeah. so it, it, you can't give an exact answer yeah. but most of my clients notice a significant improvement in their symptoms after four to five clinical sessions oh wow so the first session is always an assessment to find out what yes what the issue is and what they want to achieve yeah. and then following that I, I normally say we'd, we'd do four to five sessions and we review it as we go along anyway yeah. to see how people progress yeah. and it's really interesting how some people will um some people will come back after the first week and say oh I've noticed already a yeah. slight difference um other people will come back after a couple of weeks go nothing's changed nothing's changed yeah. nothing's changed and then on like week four it's like everything has changed yes. completely yeah. turned around yeah. so it, it really does vary but but yeah most yeah. most people yeah. four to five sessions for, for that's the bit, um to echo that as well so we because of me being um uh, an executive coach as well and trained as a coach that the first session 
people are trying to gauge of is this guy real what we're talking about what's going on the second session we start to see people going oh okay yeah i can see a different upside and the third session is usually we get that breakthrough moment of they go yeah. oh yeah actually you know i've been talking and they've come up with their ideas themselves we've not you know we've not, we've not told them what to do but it's really nice to see that transition where some people say to me oh i can do it in one session and i go I can, for a coach there's bits you can help people with but as you said there are four or five clinical sessions to really help with people is really important to yeah, to really yeah. get them through that path isn't it yeah and and as you say part of it's building that relationship because yeah. you know you have to trust your therapist there's no you, you yeah. meet somebody for the first time and and there's going to be a little bit of uh, I'm not really sure what's going yeah. on here or, or, or what what I'm supposed to do yeah do I you know can I trust this person and then gradually as you get yeah get to feel more safe and comfortable with somebody then you can relax into it and you yeah. can really work with them yeah and it is a collaboration it isn't it absolutely isn't me yeah doing stuff to my clients we're working together to make the changes yeah. and a bit which is not one of the questions but i'm going to put it in there i'm going to take a risk on this Go one, for it. how how do you look after yourself because you, you'll be working with people all day, taking or working with that strong emotion, that strong energy, etc. How do you look after yourself? That's a really good question, Steve. So um, I have supervision regularly, which is really yeah. important. Um, but I, I make sure I do regular exercise. Yeah. I have good family and friends um, to support me, not to talk about my work, but just yeah. to kind of spend time with and yeah. make sure I take regular breaks away and I le I've learned I mean I've, as, as a social worker you you do learn to be really boundaried and to leave work at work so that's um, good isn't it it's really important yeah 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 and and how have you helped yourself setting that boundary of leaving work at work because and, and not in the same line of work as I know when I first started in the bank as a leader line manager i'll be working till 11 o'clock at night and i'll be like i've got to do this because if i don't the, the bank will fall apart or it won't. Yeah. how did you set those boundaries or what triggered you to go right i need to get those boundaries in place how did that work for you i think it probably evolved um naturally because when i first started work when i first qualified i had young children so i didn't really have much you know i had to do my work in my work time and the rest of the time was devoted to yeah, looking yeah, after yeah. the That's kids and, and and doing all that kind yeah. of stuff so i learned very 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 early on yeah. that you you need to do that um what i do now is i i have work in if i'm when i'm working from home i have one room in the house which is the work room and then yeah. i can walk out of there and close the door and leave it in there i mean yeah. we're all guilty of checking emails at night yes and, uh, yeah. you know, scrolling through linkedin yeah. um and partly because i love what i do yes it is the, the boundaries can get a little bit blurred but i do try very hard to, yeah. to kind of keep to work hours and yeah. have have proper breaks away Yes. Yeah. And it's and I, I really like the bit of um, shutting the door behind of closing, because that's where a lot of people struggled during COVID, wasn't it? Yeah. Where People went from yeah. I'm out of my bed. Oh, there's my work office uh, where people really struggle with those boundaries. But it's, it's so nice for you to say that's the door shut. Yeah. Um, and because yours is more that mind and it's heavier, I, as in I, I'd say a heavier feeling, but you can close that off and actually then with your family and uh, kind of uh, relationships at that point of view it makes a big difference. It does. Yeah, absolutely.
yeah no fantastic no i just I, I think i just read it playing things through in my head of going yeah you can see how people can't close things off during that covid time it was really difficult yeah, yeah it was really really difficult and one of the one of the advice was to um before you go to like before you go to work um yeah. to go outside and walk around just for a few minutes and come back in as if you were doing your commute and then do oh, the same yeah. at the end of the day so it, it gave you that that full yes. stop that yeah separation even if you're back to the same building or even the yeah. same room but it just in your mind you're leaving and you're coming in yeah yeah, yeah. is that something that yeah, yeah definitely no i agree and and nicole how would people get um to talk to you connect with you what's the best way that people can kind of speak to you so um in terms of one-to-one therapy yeah. um so it's a bit complicated but two two uh, websites really so I've got private one-to-one work yeah. um, and my business is called Stepping Stones Hypnotherapy and Counselling yeah. um, which is www.steppingstoneshypno.com yeah. um, but in terms of workplace well-being and corporate so if you want to if yeah. you're interested in um, having me come and talk to you to your yeah. organisation or to have access to the hypno downloads yeah. um, then that is Mind Matters Hypnotherapy. And the website for that is www.mindmattershypno.co.uk. Um, or you can give me a call on 07905 288046 um, or email um, Nicole at mindmattershypno.co.uk. And uh, I'm always happy to talk yeah. about hypnotherapy. Yeah and it's um when we connected and then we come backwards and forwards and chatting and and it was also good like you managing boundaries with me saying like i can't do then because of summer holidays can we get together after the summer holidays and that kind of so it, it kind of says that you live and breathe what you talk about about managing boundaries and kind of that, that kind of work but managing two websites and two bits of business is um uh, it's a juggling act uh, yes i was gonna say yeah. <laughs> yeah it's putting the different heads on again which one am i now or which yeah. one am i doing today a little bit but um, yeah yeah and, one day uh, I'll rationalize it but I haven't so I, I love doing hypnotherapy and I, I'm you know I'm good at what I do but the technology side of things is a real massive learning curve for me yeah. so I'm really trying to get to grips with all of that oh good on you though but it's it, it, if we were brilliant at everything you know the world world wouldn't be how it is is it so it's good to <laughs> learn and good to challenge isn't it I think it's really good um and what would you say we get asked a lot about what people's own personal development is for the year or what they're working on or personal to is there anything that you're working on personally for the year um in 2023 so like a lot of women of my age um, i'm going through menopause at the moment oh, okay. so i'm really interested in learning about um diet and lifestyle yeah. um, that can help you know improve the symptoms of menopause and doing a lot of research actually into uh, yeah. hypnotherapy for menopause so i found oh, that's wow. um, a massive area of, of research yeah um so that's 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 a big thing for me yeah um and i'm also um getting a bit older a bit creaky so i'm gonna I'm planning to get into yoga do a bit more yoga how good yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really good for uh calming and centering and stretching and being yes. more flexible as well so yeah yeah, those are my those are my main goals. And it's it's good it's good about the um as you said there like the research to understand so like as in menopause to really um 
understand what your body's going through and your mind as well. And it wasn't until recently I was speaking to a couple of colleagues about menopause and it was about forgetfulness. Yeah. And I and I it just never hit me before. And I worked in a bank that was predominantly females and I've never heard of it. And I, and I just and I just thought oh wow I can see now because one of the, the colleagues said like I have to have a book with me I have to write loads of things down because and and it's just learning that richness and being open-minded it's amazing how you can then start to manage it can't you yeah exactly exactly yeah. oh, fantastic well be- best of luck with your research as well thank uh, for you that and also thank with you. your yoga so I really appreciate it so um, <laughs> Nicole can I just say a massive thank you for coming on today to our podcast I really really appreciate it uh, you've been wonderful and very open about hypnotherapy and also sharing p- and the benefits uh, that go along with it you've also heard from Nicole about how you can connect with Nicole um, and kind of talk through but I would just say please reach out to Nicole uh, for kind of any help or support you, you need from a hypnotherapy point of view but Nicole thank you so much for joining us today I really really appreciate it Steve it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for inviting me it's it's been great really lovely to talk to you oh wonderful thank you and I know our journey will continue Nicole so it's great to meet you today (laughs) and you thank you Nicole